Six years ago, Ellis Hammond's entire mission changed. He was a full-time college pastor with vision and passion, but broke. Now a full-time real estate entrepreneur, Ellis is the founder of Kingdom Real Estate Investors, the number one community for faith-driven leaders impacting the world through real estate investing. If you're a kingdom-minded real estate investor or entrepreneur seeking to advance God's kingdom outside the church walls, welcome to the Kingdom REI podcast, where Ellis interviews Christian entrepreneurs and investors focused on advancing God's kingdom through real estate investing. Enjoy the show. Guys, welcome everyone, first of all, <laughs> uh, to the podcast. Uh, we got Dr. James Bryan here. Uh, this guy is an exceptional coach, certified with Tony Robbins, a real estate investor. Uh, so I'm excited for you to get to know him and his story. Uh, so, but we'll, we will assume here in a minute. But what I love about what you just shared, man, is a couple of things is one, you know, it's so like what you just said about people are talking about the universe or they're talking about this energy. Guys, listen, the world is already taking a stand. Like, I don't think we realize that the world is not ashamed about their beliefs, right? Yep. It's just that we are now in this culture of acceptance of everything except religion, right? Except Jesus. So I just want that to be like, let's make sure we identify that you like, I'm hearing this like, guys, the world is already taking a stand, right? The <laughs> world is already out there promoting what what they want you or think you should believe. And, and I totally I've been saying this so much, man, is like, I think there is such a desire, not not just a need, but a desire from Christians, but man, even non Christians, like, I think there is such a desire for a group of people, a generation of people to actually begin to take a stand for something because we live in just this such a fluid culture, man, that wants to try and accept everything. Mm -hmm. And we both know, dude, that that is a bad formula for like no one can live trying to accept everything like if you, you because that's essentially taking a stand for nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. we think we think we're being kind of the, but we're not like because if you really get to it to stand for everything, you're really standing for nothing. And so I, I anyways, man, I appreciate that of like, the world is taking a stand, it's okay to take a stand. Actually, I think as you're saying, as we begin to take a stand, we can show up more authentically. And people are attracted to that. Like, and, and there's every, something attractive about that. And everybody's different, right? There's some people who are going to wave the flag. And, and there's some people who may listen to this and f feel led to transform from a business from a Christian that owns a business to transforming their what they do into a Christian business, right? And that's fine. For me, how it shows up, and I'll tell you this story, Alice. Um, you know, I'm also oh one one correction, I'm not Tony Robbins uh, certified. That that would be great. John Maxwell certified is what I'm Oh, what my I am. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John <laughs> Maxwell. Hey, I like yeah. that guy way better anyways. No, John you're good. Maxwell, I just wanted right. to I just wanted to make sure. Um, I'll tell you this story because i I host the Engineer Your Success podcast. And, you know, I talk to engineers and people with a technical background. And, and really what I do is I help them win at work and at home. And so we talk about leadership issues, training issues, that's communication cool. like issues. Yeah, and and th that is really where I've begun to hone in my message. But I bring this up because I was 
at a meeting in Washington, D.C. in July, a group of folks, you know, we get together in the highway maintenance area, engineering area. And uh, I mentioned that I had a podcast. Guy, I, I see this person maybe once a year. And then with, with COVID, it's been a long time. He goes through, listens to the podcast, listens to some episodes. We're having dinner a few nights later and a whole group of people are talking. And he just looks at me and says, well, James, I know that you're a Christian because I've listened to your podcast. Now, I still am not overt in the standpoint. I'm not on the podcast talking about Jesus and you need to be sick. But because that's not who I am, that's that's not how I show up. But me showing up authentically as myself, people can hear, see and know who I am and and what I am about. Now, there are some things that I'm doing more directly one is which I've started, you know, for years, I've been leading a group of guys through Bible app devotions. And so now I'm starting to offer Bible app devotions to my existing clients and people that are in my circle. And so we're talking about biblical issues and entrepreneurship and how to build habits and including that piece in what I offer. And it's like, Okay, hey guys, here's a a Bible devotion that I'm leading. If you're interested, great. If you're not, you're not a bad person. I'm not trying to push you out, but I am authentically showing up as myself. I love that, man. That's why I say that you can be bold for Jesus and not be weird. Like, you know, like, and and I just think people are attracted. Like, we need that. We need really authentic people who are saying, hey, I'm going to take a stand, like, for this. And it's because I believe in this. Because, like, I think part of it, man, is a couple of things. Like, we forget because, again, we are so influenced by the world that sometimes we feel like I got to kind of be ashamed of what, what I have. And we have the greatest gift in the world, man. We yeah. have a God of the universe who's put an identity on us and said, I love you. You're my child. Don't we want that for somebody else? Yeah. Right? Like, so we have to we have to put out the, 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 the framework that the – and don't get me wrong, we've in a lot of ways the church has failed. We all know that, but it doesn't take away from the gift that we've been given, right? And yep. so I think one is like realize what we have and want to give that to others. And I think also, man, like we as a church, as Christians, like we just worship the idol of success, man, and, and, mm-hmm. and forget that. And I think I've become so passionate about this lately, like in, in conviction too, because like, you know. I feel I felt guilty of this, but recently, lately, it's why I even have this show. It's why I show up places because I need to be reminded of why I work so hard. And it's not for my just own glory and success. It's because mm-hmm. I'm building this for the king. And I'm like, man, how disappointing would it be if I built this mega organization, multi-million dollar real estate portfolio, you know, helping a lot of people and no one knew that it was all for Jesus. Like, and I get to heaven and God's like, Hey, you did a, you did a good work. Like you built a great company. You helped a lot of people, but no, but nobody really, no, no one really knew why you were doing it. I'm like, that would still be a miss. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I just think anyways, man, this is getting me excited to keep chatting about. No, but, but, but I know, but but one thing that I'll, I'll chime in on as well is that there's a difference between shining your light and letting your light shine. And so if you are working with someone that is in a dark place and you shine a flashlight in their eyes, you're going to blind them. They are not going to be able to see letting your light shine is illuminating the way walking beside them, helping them to move forward. There's a difference between the two. I think historically we've done a lot of shining our light at people 
shining our light in their face and not just really stepping alongside people as our lights are shining. That's good, man. That's good. Absolutely, man. And I, I mean, I look at the life of Christ, Holy Spirit led where he does that, man. He comes to the woman at the well, exactly where she's at. He is, he is bold, right? But he's caring, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's like, he's delicately offensive, you know, like, <laughs> hey, I gotta, I'm going to call this out of you, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I, Cause it needs to happen, but it's because I love you. Right. And I'm coming alongside of you. I want to bring this. So I think that's fantastic, man. Let me ask you this. What has changed? So you gave us some great examples, which I appreciate, but like the fear that you had, mm-hmm. has any of that actually happened? Like, I'm no. actually curious. Have you gotten no. pushback? No, no I, 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 okay. I've not gotten any pushback. I have had particular clients to reach out to me that say that they're hiring me as a coach because they know that I'm a Christian. And this okay. is people that are looking online, people that are seeing my social media. And again, I'm not doing anything overtly. I'm just showing up as myself. That's awesome, man. So, and so the reward has been actually maybe more clients or more clients ready to work with you, like an easier sell because, Hey, James, my guy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Because they, yeah, I've, I've had people actually say that. And that's really been uh, for me a blessing to have someone say, Hey, I've been watching you. I've seen the things you're talking about online. I've listened to the podcast. I can tell that you're a Christian. I want to hire you mm-hmm. as a coach. That's awesome, man. Dude, let me just stop and pray for this episode, man. Like it, you know, that, that's the Lord to bless it. God, we give you thanks for today. Thank you for Dr. James Bryant. Thank you for his work. Thank you for the way you're working through him in the lives of people. God, I just pray that this episode will continue to be a blessing to others. And God, you would be glorified. Jesus, you would be made great. You would, you would just encourage this generation of marketplace believers uh for your namesake in christ's name amen amen um so let's talk about your business for a few man um yeah what a powerful 15 minutes we've already had uh <laughs> the show's over it could be anyways but it's not uh and i'd love to hear uh anyway let's go there who do you serve i serve people with a science technology and engineering background and so if okay. you're talking about uh, mid-level managers company owners that are there from a uh, individual perspective, my services help you win at work and at home. So we're talking about leadership training and coaching services to help you win at both. And so typically part of that intake session, you know, really revolves around two questions. Do you want to win at work? Yes. Everybody wants to win at work. Do you want to win at home? Yeah. Well, that's what I can help you do. Um, in terms of, it, the clients that I have that are businesses is really working through the prospect of growing your profits by growing your people. And the first person that needs to be able to step into that space of growth are you as the business owner. So it's typically business owners that you're working with. Yeah. Business owners yeah. and then key principles within those firms and in those technical areas. So define win at home for me. Ooh, that's a good one. So I'll give you a great example. You know, I've been married for 20 something years now. And, you know, when we first got, you know, my my grand plan, Alice, was, all right, I'm going to finish, you know, my PhD degree in civil engineering. Then I'm going to work in the uh, private sector, work in the public sector. I'm going to look at these issues from a national level. I'm going to go back to university and teach and or start a consulting firm. So those were kind of the four pillars that defined 
success for me. All right. And so got out of school, got a job, was in the private sector, killing it, doing great. Check off the box. I get married, moved to Richmond, Virginia, and I'm working for uh, a governmental agency and I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do. So my career is progressing. It's moving forward. Then there was an opportunity to take the next step. And that was to take a job in Washington, D.C., which is about 90 miles away, uh, to be able to look at these issues from a national level. Trust me, I'm going to get I'm going, I'm going to answer your question. <laughs> and so this is my next step. On the same day that the company told me that they were interested in hiring me and that they were going to offer a job to me, my wife tells me that we're expecting our first child. And I, I have this battle, which is how I define success is right here in front of me as the next step. But I'm here in the home and there's a little tension there. There's some discomfort there with the decision that I'm about to make. I eventually made the decision and took the job. And I remember my wife looking at me um, and saying, you must not love me or your unborn child. So losing at home is what I was doing. I chose to win at work to grow my career. I chose to live in the lie that I was doing it for her, doing it for my family. And then I proceeded to spend the next year commuting up to Washington, D.C. daily, which is about a two and a half hour commute with traffic. So can you imagine I'm getting up when it's dark to get catch the train of a van pool to get there? When I get home, it's dark. I'm tired. I'm sleeping. I'm getting up. And I'm going, and this whole process goes through. I was failing at home, right? Uh, I, I was failing with my health. I was failing spiritually, physically, mentally, in every area, except I was winning at work, doing great at work, getting promotions, all of the great things that people are saying. I'm lapping it up because remember, I define success by those four pillars, those four pillars. And so eventually my oldest son was born and I'm still, you know, I'm stubborn and pigheaded. So I just kept doing what I was doing. And, you know, my, my mother-in-law lives not too far from here. And so it was, it was okay. I was, I'm living this lie. Then my wife, we get pregnant with our second child, Nathaniel, and she gets put on bed rest. And it's like, everything, wait a minute. My wife's health is in jeopardy. I have a son. I have another unborn child on the way. I need to do something different. And that was one of the things that caused me to start to reevaluate. How can I win in a career? How can I win in business? And how can I win at home as well? And so I, that started my journey on really trying to develop a process that I call the engineer's blueprint and the engineer's blueprint for success, where there's four steps to that. Yeah, and I think that's so powerful, man. I do think that that success at work or really, it's like crack, man, because it's you know it's like that it's like sugar for a kid, you know. It just like 
it's that short-term boost of like, oh, it just fills the ego, right? And, and I do think this, man, like, I really feel like I'm in a season right now where I'm really stretching at work mm-hmm. and, I, and, I'm, and I'm therefore stretching my family and the, what I bring into my home. And I, I realize that. I know that. My wife knows that. It is though for a season. And we know there's an end, like there, there's a goal of like, this is where we're at right now. We're not going to be here for, for very long, but mm-hmm. this is kind of the sacrifice we have to go. I think, and, and maybe, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I do think the intentional decision to step into that verse, hey, the extended, I don't know how long we're going to be here. I'm just kind of here and haven't really planned through this is very different. And so I do think there are seasons where you're winning more at work than you are maybe at home, but it's intentional. Tell me yeah. what you think about that. So I, I think you're absolutely correct. When, I, when I'm working with clients that are in a similar situation with you, typically they come to me because they have not included their wife or their family into the decision-making process to be intentional about how they're going to spend their time. There is no plan. It just happens. So I invite clients to make sure that they are inviting their spouse into this conversation and engaging them so that they have, everybody has an understanding that this is for a season and this is going to happen. And here, you know, we're going to lay this out. Here's what we plan. Now, is it always going to work the way you lay it out? No. But what will happen is that you have that agreement and you are allowing your spouse to be able to challenge you and to say, hey, Alice, you said it was going to be for this amount of time. Yes, it's yeah, not yeah, working. Yeah, there is yeah. accountability there. When we don't invite that other person in, then there's no accountability and we just keep floating on and you could hit the goal or not. But that accountability is key. Yeah. So let me ask you this, man, to wrap this thing up. People, you know, this, I, I just kind of act like this is a real estate show. This ain't no real estate show, but I do like to sometimes talk about real estate. So where, where yeah. does real estate fit into winning, man, right? In, in your oh. process of how you help folks. Talk, yeah. talk me, I'd love to hear that in your own life, kind of how you're leveraging real estate um, to really accomplish your goals. What's that look like for you? Real estate for me is a wealth generation tool. And so I'm a multifamily real estate investor. Um, I've invested in four apart, you know, small to mid-size uh, complexes, you know, four complexes, 85 units total over the past four years and continuing to expand my uh, real estate multifamily portfolio. I use that more so for wealth generation. I mean, the cash flow is good, but I'm doing it more of a long-term appreciation play uh, for that particular pot of money. Mm-hmm. Are you partnering with others on that? Do yes. you just buy those outright on your own stuff? What does uh, that look like for you? Partnering, partnering with others. Uh, you know, typically we're putting together an LLC. Uh, everybody's active in that actual, uh, you know, in the purchase or in that right. company. And we all have active roles in that. Um, and right. then just continuing to be there to help out the asset manager to uh, come to the meetings to make sure we're doing what we need to do and we're meeting our goals. Smart. So someone's technically kind of lead in the terms of they're they're the ones maybe more full time on this where you're yes. not full time this, yes. but you're still active. It's a joint. It's a JV. It's a joint yep. venture. It's joint venture. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's so smart. And I always say like one of my first rules of real estate is never use just your own money, right? Mm-hmm. Like because you can just buy better real estate. You can buy, you know, you get better financing instead of most folks like, well, I need to get into real estate. Maybe I should go buy a single family home. It's like no. 
like collaborate like you're doing put your money yeah. together with some friends you don't have to go be part of syndication if you don't want to even though i think it's a great vehicle go joint venture the reality is don't use your own just use your own money because of i mean you and maybe you can attest to this of the access to greater deals you get when you you when you pull your resources together yeah when you pull your resources together and you're doing joint ventures it's not just about the money it's also about the strengths and weaknesses of the team mm -hmm. and so just like if you are you know looking at anything else different people look at a particular deal from a different perspective some people one person may be really good at underwriting general underwriting being able to tell you what's going on another person may be the guy that you need when you're doing the inspections and you're trying to do your due diligence and chase some things down it may not always be the same person and so you want to be able to pull the, the team members around you to be able to shore up those areas that's not your strength that's great, man. I totally agree. I love that. So, hey, I mean, before we go, I'm a, the engineer's blueprint. One, focus on what matters most to you. Oh, two, you're giving me. I thought I thought that was a teaser, right? No, like, I, two, I thought you were going to tease two, me into that. So, no. go, wait, wait, hold on. Give me the four. Give me the four. I'll get. All right, one. You want to focus on what matters most to you. First step. Okay. Second step. You want to visualize what success looks like. In my case, I had to revisualize success and change it from my four pillars to a picture of what winning at work and at home look like for me. And how did I get how there? Did you revisit the visualization. I uh, quarterly. Okay. Quarterly. Um, and we can talk about that in a little bit, but let me finish giving you the steps. Third design a plan. And then the fourth step is you got to execute that plan because if you don't execute, you're not going to be able to achieve your goals. But I go through, you know, annually I'll do a visualization and then I'm revisiting that every quarter as I'm looking at my goals. So I have the big thing of what I'm shooting for, right? That's that's their vision board. This is what I'm doing. And then as we're moving forward, you're making, at least for me, making adjustments and changes um, as life happens. Yeah, I think that's so good, man. I need to practice more visualization. Visualiz I need to visualize more, man. I think that's so powerful. I think there's something... I, you know, I, I do think, and I, I've read, you know, maybe the science behind this, like the brain doesn't really can't tell between what's actually happening versus what you're visualizing, right? And so that's that's so important, man, I think, to train. And like when you're in that, that, grind, that hustle mode, that grind mode, you know, where you're, it's like, how am I going to get out of that? That visualization of where I want to go, it is a stress reliever. Like, it's like, no, this is why I'm pushing for this. This is why I'm fighting for this because I know yes. it's, and, they go, and to your point, like most of us never are intentional enough to really ask the question, what am I doing this for? And I think that's where burnout comes from, man, because people ask me like, Ellis, how do you go? How do you do so much? Like, how do you work? <laughs> I, you know, you got seven things going. You got two companies. I'm like, it's because I know like I have this vision of what we want to build. Like it's even though I'm I'm working. So it doesn't always feel like that, man. I'm so excited to like put all this together and see all these people, you know, being impacted in, in this podcast show, right? And our investors, because I'm like, the work is the build, man. And it's like exciting because I'm like, I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. Yeah. Look, look where I started. I'm getting, you know, you know what I mean? It's the intentionality of like, I know where we're heading. And yep. I think that's so key. No, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think having uh, those visual cues, like you can, you can develop a vision board. I've been taking people through a process of putting together a vision board, you know, uh, mm. work through that. 
And then there's the whole process of writing your vision, these vision and exercises. You know, one of the things that you can do is to write a letter to yourself from 10 years in the future and to be able to talk as if you have already accomplished the things that you want to accomplish. That's good. I like that. And you're really beginning to seed, put those seeds in place for who you want to be, because ultimately you are not going to accomplish your vision as the person that you are today. You'll accomplish your vision by looking at the perspective of the person whom God is going to transform you into. Uh-huh. That's good, man. I like that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to write that letter. That's actually an application for me today. So thank you. Uh, I know seriously, I'm going to write you, you text me in, in a month. I'm going to write that letter, man. That's good. <laughs> um, dude. So the engineering, your success podcast guys, engineer, your success podcast. That is a, a if you want to continue, uh, to, I guess, continue dialogue in this conversation, that's probably a, a great place to start. Where else do you recommend folks going to follow up with you? Uh, on LinkedIn. Um, I'll, I'll include the link to my LinkedIn profile as well as to the Engineering Your Success podcast, but that's the best place for people to find me. If you're looking for me online or my website, it's really simple but long, win at work and home.com. Win at work and home. And home. Dot com. Dot com. That ain't that hard. All right, guys, I'm going to link all that into the show notes, winatworkandhome.com. Uh, I'll make sure we got his LinkedIn and the profile. And man, I'm going to put your podcast in here, too, so folks can go check out your podcast show. Oh, thank you. Well, because I know that's bringing, that's bringing huge value. And, uh, man, I'm grateful for this. This served me today. So I really appreciate how you showed up and showed up for our audience. And uh, I, hope, I hope folks get in touch with you. Yep. All right, man. Thank you. Hey guys, if you enjoyed this show, don't forget, please promote this. Let folks know that you're, you're listening to this episode so that they can hear about this episode. We are getting ticking closer to 100,000 total downloads, which is a big win. Yeah, it's it a big is. Win. So yeah. we love your help in that. We'd love your help to help us get to that. We'll celebrate. Uh, and again, that just allows us to continue to bring on fantastic guests. So if you're a listener of this show, um, don't need your money, but I do need your support. And uh, so make sure make sure you uh, you help us out. And I appreciate everybody. Talk soon. Hey, real estate investors. I hope this show is giving you permission to go out into the world and crush it in the name of Jesus. If you want to learn more about our community and locking arms and joining forces with other like-minded investors like yourself, go to thekingdomrei.com to learn more about our mastermind and send an application. We'll see you next week.